A one, a two, a one, two, three, four! Music at a rational volume. Hey everybody, thanks for clicking the button for your music at a rational volume podcast. I'll be your host, Nate. And I will be your other host, Kyle. Kyle over there, futzing with his stuff. Yeah, this isn't doing what I want. It's fine. (laughs) Uh, This week, we're going to go a little bit of a departure. Another playlist episode, but kind of a special one. We are going to start doing random states and kind of the best of, um, in our opinion, of what each state has to offer. I think it's kind of an interesting... Uh, take on kind of what we've been doing can give some commentary on yeah what's what and where cool so the state that pulled up in the random generator was oklahoma also known as texas's little brother (laughs) so they're known for a few things nate they are known for the most tornadoes in the country they have the world's biggest pecan pie uh, Bob Dunn from Beggs, Oklahoma, invented the electric guitar. 2013, a Tulsa woman is the first person to be hit by space debris. I hope she's okay. I don't uh-huh. know. And they have a state fur bearer. Can you name that? Uh, I will give you a hint. Is it Blake Shelton? Well, you would think so. So somewhere there's a committee, I'm sure, that came up with their state fur bearer in you know, Oklahoma is the raccoon. Why? Someone's getting paid to come up with that. <laughs> I have no idea why. But they're also known for uh, country music. So we're not going to talk. Dave's not doing anything. What's Dave long. doing? Yeah. Dave. Hey, Dave. Pick. We need a fur bearer. I don't even know what that is. We need it by <laughs> Tuesday. Have one. Come up with some. <laughs> Do something. I don't know. So when we came up with these um, uh, groups, bands, songwriters, whatever, from Oklahoma, what were you looking at? What was the criteria for you? Did you have anything that stuck out right away? Um, really, the thing I wanted to talk about most was uh, the Tulsa, Oklahoma natives, the uh, Hanson brothers, I think get a bad rap um, because of the mbop kind of phenomenon that was there one hit wonder because think about it like that song they were kids and it was it was jangly it was bubblegum pop and it was just kind of this fun like sounding song which if you look at the lyrics is not not really that fun that was kind of a game changer song i remember where i was when i first heard that i was in simi valley california i was in the back of my friend's car and he's like, oh, have you heard this? This is this group is called Hanson. I'm like, no, I haven't. He's like, yeah, the singer is 14. The drummer's like 11. And he played it. I'm like, this is really cool. Mm-hmm. I don't care what people want to think about after the fact. I'm like, that blew me away. I thought, this is amazing. And, of course, it went huge. You know, it's catchy. And it's, like I said, it's it's the, the jangly <laughs> kind of pop that you can just, like, shove down your gullet. You know, it's, it's well, since we're talking about them guys, let's talk a little bit more. They had, a, I think a follow-up from that. I think it was man from Mars or something. I thought, okay, that one's kind of, but it didn't go anywhere. Stupid. I didn't love yeah. it. And I think the next year, the record company made them put out a Christmas record, which is 
actually isn't too bad. I remember um, being fine. I, nothing I really loved on it, but but they've kept making music pretty consistently. Yeah, pretty regularly. And and I, you know, in a previous episode, we talked about Chris Isaac just getting better with age. Right. I really feel like this band is putting out more mature stuff, more interesting, and certainly more more stories to tell and more interesting. You know. Well, sure. I mean, I think they're all married now. They all have kids. You know, they're not teenagers. And so, but, you know, we're in that time where people don't buy records. Generally, at least the normies don't. Um, sure. So I think it's kind of a struggle. I, I think they've always been based out of Tulsa. I don't think, as far as I know, I don't think they've moved. Or are they in Tennessee um, now? I don't even know. Yeah, I'm not sure. But we did put a few songs. You're a little more familiar with their music than I am, but I have heard some songs recently that I really liked. Yeah, there's going to be there's going to be a few. Uh, there there are more that I could have put on there, but I didn't want to go kind of overboard with it. Right. Um. So I kind of want to pick the the ones that I, I really liked. Get the girl back and thinking about something. Uh, those are just two really well crafted songs that I feel like need to get some more ears on them for sure and i put one called don't ever change it was kind of a newer one for them as well good i think it's off their last record but yeah they're not a joke band they're not uh they're idiots or anything like that they seem like they're good dudes too um they all grew up playing piano and so they're real musicians they can really sing and harmonize and that whole thing so if you guys uh yeah, in terms of musicality and musicianship and songcraft, they're they're right there. I mean, you, I think, like I said at the, at the outset, I think they get a bad rap because of that first taste people had with them, which they shouldn't. Because I mean, everybody liked it and everybody bought that. So I don't get this guilty pleasure thing. I'm like, it's pleasurable or it's not. I don't feel guilty <laughs> about saying I like Doombop and I still like it. As far as that first record as a whole, uh, you know, they were super young, but. Um, that was magic in a bottle. The reason why it was a huge hit is because it was a great yeah, song, for sure. So, what about you? What, uh, what about Oklahoma speaks to you? Turnpike Troubadours came to mind right away. It's one of my favorite bands I've discovered a couple of years ago. I have all their records now. I even tracked down their first uh, their first album. Is hard to find. It's not on Spotify, and that was like fifty bucks or okay. something. But I'm very happy I have that. Um, they're just a really good, I have to say it, they're an alt country band. They're a six piece, very solid, great musician, great songwriters. If they uh, feel a little more alt country band than country, like, cause I like the songs you put on here. I think they are too. And I just put on like my favorite ones. I mean, but I mean, there, there's more. Yeah. If you listen to The Funeral, though, that's probably my favorite. A it's a story song, and it's just amazing. Yeah, you're not Top wrong. Top to bottom. I, I... Gin Smokes and, Smoke and Lies, there was a video for it. You can watch that. And down here, there's a video on that one, too, on YouTube, which is really good. Pay No Rent. Just a rock-solid band. Now, they've been on hiatus, but I think this is an actual hiatus, because everyone goes on hiatus, you know, hear from them for 40 <laughs> years, but... This one, the singer, songwriter, Evan Falker, is having some personal issues. And I think he's getting his act together. And hopefully we'll see something from them soon. Oh, we could. But 
yeah, their websites kind of hasn't had anything for a while, and so right now, yeah, hopefully nothing. They're from a town called Toluca, I think. T a h. Don't kill me on the pronunciation, but Toluca, maybe something like that. But interesting, really good band. Who do we have next, Nate? Um, there are a couple that I knew. Uh, Red City Radio, Cross Canadian Ragweed. Uh, the Flaming Lips is kind of the big one for me. There are a couple of songs I love, uh, and most of them I don't from them. Uh, I put one on the uh, the Sucky Week one called Bad Days. Um, I didn't want to repeat myself, so I put Eagle Tripping at the Gates of Hell, which is it's, it's a different sounding kind of thing, but it, it does... Uh, it does speak to me more than probably their other catalog. Yeah, and I put on a kind of their one of their hits, I guess. Yushimi Battles the Pink Robots Part One, which is a fantastic song. Good. I like how weird they are, even though it's not my thing. But it definitely isn't like anything else. And I like that they've stayed in Oklahoma City. They didn't move to L.A. or New York or try to be something else. I and. Um, one of their songs was on one of my Christmas playlists. I don't know if I've ever posted it here, but they're just so weird and um, really different. I mean, when you think of Oklahoma, you probably wouldn't think that's an Oklahoma band, but no, you would think of the country like the Garth Brooks for yeah, instance. which is mostly what has been popular out of there. But I'm glad there's a bands like that out there because I know oh, there's people yeah. that are ginormous fans of these guys. Well, speaking of, you know, as someone who loves weird stuff, like I love They Might Be Giants and I love right. the Bernicke Ladies and it, you know, weird doesn't bother me, but yeah, Flaming Lips, when they hit with me, they hit, but when they don't, I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> right. It's a miss for me most of the time, but man, I'm glad they're out there. Yeah. Because I certainly can appreciate you their, know. Their, their, their thing. I would listen to them, their entire catalog, all day over anything by Taylor Swift or some of the other <laughs> garbage that's out there. So I love that they're original, that there's really nobody like them. Closest one, I think, would be, like you said, uh, they might be Giants is yeah. the closest comparison I could come up with, which is... No, I think that's a good comp. Sure. Yeah, that's not an insult at all. So I suppose we should talk about the big elephant, huh? Garth Brooks. Sir, Sir Garth. Is definitely he might be the biggest or the the best selling recording artist in America of all time. Yeah. I mean his records they're ridiculous how much he sold. If you go through them, 10, 15, 17, 10 million. I mean, he had that Chris Gaines record bombed, and that thing sold two million. Yeah. I mean, it, it's <laughs> insane. You know, when he quit, he's like, Well, I wanted to raise my kids. That had to be just a zoo that he's living in. I mean, oh, he had sure. to get out of that cycle. And now all he does is, you know, when he tours, he'll play somewhere and he'll play the arena and he'll play, you know, he goes to Chicago and plays 12 shows in yeah. a row. You know, it's insane how popular he is. Well, so it really great entertainer. Did you watch the documentary, the Rotomon? I have not seen that yet, no. It's an interesting look at his life but it, it's very much a marketing tool i think for, well, most of this stuff is but to, but tells a lot of good history of him and uh his kind of map and his road to 
to get to the big time. Uh, phenomenal entertainer, phenomenal artist in that way. Well, one um, thing I loved about him too is, um, you know, when the streaming services came online and everyone's jumping on, he just said, no, you want my music? Uh, my records are available. Go buy them. Yeah. And he's still not on Spotify. I don't know if he's mm-hmm. on Apple yet. No, he hadn't been for a long time. It was it was yeah, him and, sure. and ACDC and, and Def Leppard. The other two have gone on now, but yeah. he's definitely not on Spotify. And I totally respect that. You make an album because you want people to listen to the album right. as a whole unit, which I appreciate. And you and I are big into physical media. Yeah. Although but, he did step in it a little bit with the uh, the hits, where it was a limited edition. Yeah, like, I suppose. Like, yeah. I, I get that you want people to buy your your record records, but you you can't discount the cursory fan who you know doesn't want all the the other eight tracks from. Uh, I was going to pick one, but no, I understand. No offenses or whatever, but right, but. He did put out that box set maybe 10 years back now that I think was his first six or seven records for 25 bucks at at a Walmart exclusive. It was dirt cheap, but, and his concerts that he's been doing, he could really sell whatever he wants. All the tickets are 75 bucks. If you sit in the front, if you sit in the back, same price. Well, he did that for, if I'm understanding it right, he did it for the, so that the secondhand market, wouldn't dictate whether his fans could go to the show. It wouldn't exist. So he would he would put it up and if it sold out, he would add another date. Yeah. If that sold out, add another date. If that sold out, add another date. Yeah, so Minneapolis, I think he did fourteen shows. Wow. You know, Oklahoma City, I think he did twelve or something. And so he's like, I'll just add as many dates as we need. Make sure, yeah. you know, accommodate my fans. It, it it's brilliant. It's great marketing. Plus, you know, like you say, he doesn't create that secondary market. And then he gets to sit in the same town in a giant luxury hotel for two and a half weeks. But I think yep. Saturdays, he's doing two full shows. And so yeah, maybe. the guy works his butt off. So I put a couple of my favorite songs on there that if you guys want to go out and look at his stuff, obviously most people are familiar. But if you're not, my favorite <laughs> Garth Brooks song is What She's Doing Now. I've just always That's liked it. A lot. And if you're on the YouTube, um, they have a number of copies of In Another's Eyes with Trisha Yearwood. Oh, uh, yeah. As we mentioned on the Chris Isaac record, Trisha Yearwood adds so much value to whatever she's doing. But and that one's a really good example. Because she tours with him all the time. Or if she goes out, he's, he's with her. They stay together. They're... Um, they like being around each other, which is awesome. But he'll do his show for an hour or so. And then when they start that song and she comes up like through the bottom of the stage, the place goes mental. It just, you can't hear the rest of it. It gets so loud. But if you see it on YouTube, it just gives you chills. It's yeah. awesome. And so when I saw him live in concert, same thing. But I knew she was coming out. because I knew when the song started, I knew this was going to go. And it's just a great thing but good song too so yeah check that out and then i put uh hard luck woman uh kiss cover shocking yeah shocking but it's a good <laughs> song and he covers it really well he was a kiss fan and a queen fan when growing up in the late 70s and so it wasn't just country 
that he yeah, liked. he did another compilation Walmart exclusive where he he did like six discs of covers of different eras and different genres. Oh, and different that was just stuff. a couple years back, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Some think, really uh, good stuff on there. Some yeah. other things that aren't so good, but um, really shows his um, acumen for. Uh, music in general and his yeah, appreciation it's a lot of it. to dig through even his new records are selling it's it's uh good for you i mean he's really he put country music back on the map as, oh, as yeah. him and shania in the 90s really changed it from yeah. uh yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of a sub-genre to pop music so uh if you- i had to pick uh i would just say the chase is my favorite garth record just love it top to bottom all the way through so yeah that would be my recommendation if you're gonna he's got a lot of good dive ones into Garth again um yeah his christmas records are good the last one he did with trisha i, I like quite a bit so nice. cool you had mentioned a band called cross canadian ragweed which yes. you probably got into because you mistakenly thought they were canadian <laughs> I did then, not mistakenly. And then thought, Canadian. well, I'm here. I might as well check them out. <laughs> May as well. Uh, no, the dude's name is Canada. Or his last name's Canada. Cody so, Canada. Yeah. Cross Canadian Ragweed. Uh, their big song, Sick and Tired, is great. Leave Me Alone is great. So Some of their other catalog is not quite as accessible or good. But, but a decent band. Uh, really, really quality musicians. I think... Uh, would be a fun band to see live based on what I've seen. I was yeah, I think so too. Um, they're from someplace called Yukon, Oklahoma. Don't know where that is. Exactly. Most of these places I looked at were either um, in the northeast corner or right in the middle of the state. Kind of I think they have a lot in, of reservations around okay So yeah. But I put a song in there called 17, which I just absolutely love. The, if you grew up in a small town, um, it's a great song. Actually, yeah. it's a great song if you grew up in a big town. But It's a great song, full stop. Yeah, period. full stop all the way around. Enjoy it. Are they still around? Um, they're not a band that I follow religiously. So I don't know that off the top of my head. I'm the same way. I've, I've dabbled in them because, you know, I like the old country music quite a bit. And yeah. there's just so much out there. But um, the, cause I think Cody, I think, sent some solo stuff too. But yeah. go check out Cross Canadian Ragweed. They'll be on the playlist. And um, if you like them, go listen to more of their stuff. If you don't, um, you know, whatever. Do whatever you want. I don't care. All right. So here's one that's kind of controversial. Uh Kings of Leon, are they from Oklahoma? From what I can tell, so there's three brothers and a cousin, I guess. Yeah. And I think the brothers, I mean, their dad traveled a lot throughout the South, but from what I understand, they were born somewhere in Oklahoma. And then the band developed more in um, Nashville. But. Yeah, they were on every list. Oh, these are well, Oklahoma people. Yeah, but I'll, I'm going to bring you up never one can't later that I think is full of crap. But I don't know where from exactly. I don't have any books on them or anything. We're just going off of what we find on the interweb. But apparently, they had some roots in uh, in uh, in Oklahoma. Yeah, I, I I would say probably not. I know every place wants to claim whatever and whoever they can, 
like even if it's a passing oh yeah link but i would probably say nah well i put a song on there anyway that i liked from because everybody knows lose somebody and um sex on fire but waste a moment i still think they're a good band and so whether from oklahoma or had roots or they knew somebody who used to um date someone from oklahoma close enough for government work because it's girlfriend yeah there you go (laughs) the baskin robbins and the whole thing so yeah uh another good band for sure i mean if 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 you want to say they don't make rock anymore uh that's that's a band that will prove you wrong yeah they're really 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 solid band so what do you know about Vince Gill, man? Oh, you want to talk Vince? He's your favorite. Oh. He's from Norman, Oklahoma. <laughs> uh, Vince Gill is one of those country guys that I think I can appreciate their talent and their skill. Yeah. Or sorry, his talent, his skill. But in terms of making music for me and my ears, I, I don't know that he does that a lot. I try to remember his big one from back in the day. Uh, I don't. I don't even know. He tended to gravi- gravitate towards like the kind of the sappier side, the 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 more heartstring pulling. He is. He's got. He does do more ballady stuff. Um, he's got emotional a higher, manipulation songs. He's a higher register um, with his his tone. He used to be in a band called the Prairie League, which is a seventies country outfit. Yeah. And then when he's gone solo. Um, two of the songs I put on that trying to get over you is one of my favorite songs ever. It's fantastic. Okay. And then he did a Buck Owens okay, a record called Bakersfield and he did a Buck Owens song called fooling around, which Interesting. yeah, I like very much, but okay, cool. currently he is in the Eagles. He has replaced uh, Glenn Fry. So he is a gifted singer songwriter. Okay. And he can play guitar. Which a lot of I these no country idea. people not so good, but he's legit when it comes to musicianship and currently married to um, uh, Amy Grant. So, and I think they've been married 25 years or something. So they've been around a long time. That's all I got on him. Um, next band we got uh, Red City Radio out of Oklahoma City. I uh, talked about them a little bit last week. They're kind of billed as like, punk band i don't really see that so much kind of hard to describe they make some good music man i just think they're a hard rock band so i put a bunch of songs i like one of them i put on the playlist last week but uh i don't know how i stumbled across them but i did about their first record or not their first record second record i think and i'm like wow these guys are good and then yeah they've still been making stuff that uh i'm not uh, as familiar with but I mean, I can't keep in touch with everybody, but very <laughs> no, good band. Kind of uh, Oklahoma City, and I think they still play in and around there. Uh, I do want to jump down to Jason Boland and the do Stragglers. Yeah. I didn't know anything about them, but when I was kind of going through the playlist you'd put up, yeah, uh, the song, I guess it's all right to be an asshole, uh, stood out to me. It's fantastic. And uh, I kind of went, went down a rabbit hole with their music. So many good things appeal to me about that. Um, but that song's great. The other song you put on there, DDOD, just a good story song. Yeah, DDOD is about DD Ramon. Three of them died of cancer and DDOD. I'm like, that's 
the story of how the Ramones died in a nutshell. But I didn't know anything about this band either. They're from Hera, Oklahoma. I stumbled across them on one of these feeds somewhere, and I'm an old country guy. And so I'm like, oh, let me see what you got. And they got a lot of good stuff. Let me just run out a few of the other bands. You can chime in real quick. Um, the Gap Band, of course, you dropped a uh, bomb on me. Sure, classic. Shiny Toy Guns, um, fun band out of Shiny, Oklahoma. Put out a, a bunch of stuff. They moved to L.A. Hinder, do you know anything about them? Nothing. They, um, hard rock band. They remind me a lot of um, Royal Bliss from okay. uh, from Utah. So good hard rock band. Not really my thing, but they're pretty cool. And then there's a band, The Damn Quails, which I like quite a bit. That's a good and, band name. Yeah, it's really cool. Me and my whiskey. And then... Uh, Thompson Square, one of the kind of normie um, uh, country bands. Yeah. Kiefer Thompson is from Miami. And then, of course, he moved to wherever. Are You Going to Kiss Me or Not was their big, uh, big hit. Yeah. And then we got a, a list of a bunch of people that uh, I just titled, Like I Give a Damn list. <laughs> There's a bunch of people that were very, very popular out of Oklahoma that yeah. uh, you want to kind of run them down real quick? and No. Not really. <laughs> I mean, uh, you've got you've got your your big ones, your Toby Keith and your Kristen Chenoweth and your Reba McIntyre and Blake Shelton. Color Me Bad, All American Rejects, and uh, yeah, Carrie Underwood, Woody Guthrie. We get all that. Jim Keltner, one of the greatest session drummers of all time, so he's cool. But um, yeah, so if you're if you're a fan of these people, great. You know, they they just didn't register on our list all that much. So. Yeah, we purposely didn't talk about them because, first of all, they're getting enough press elsewhere. But right. um, Woody Guthrie is a great songwriter, but his songs, I mean, they're just about unlistenable. They're from the 30s, and they're just, they would kind of really put a wrench in anybody's playlist. So, but uh, right. that's about it. All right. Well, there's Oklahoma. Uh, we'll spin the random generator next time and see where we land. But uh, until then, you guys have a good week, and we'll talk to you later. All right. See ya.